The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. It's A.M. Strimper. John Strimstrepper is here. We continue with our visit about the next 10. What are we talking about today? Well, today, Sam, we're talking about a more sobering uh, topic than we often do, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the topic of homelessness, which we have talked a little bit before in the last year or so. Um, But I brought a woman here with me today named Jane Jane Ford. Let me just tell you a little story to cue this up, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, I met Jane Ford going to Citizens Club meetings, gosh, 15 years ago or so. Her and her husband, Paul, would show up at every Citizens Club meeting pretty much because I would say they have been among the finest citizens we have in this community quietly doing work to help people that largely goes unknown and unsung. But Jane, um, after her husband passed away, talked to me and established a fund at the Community Foundation a few years back now, right? 2018. Yeah, and after that happened, she started asking how she could help, lean in a little bit harder on issues in the community, specifically homelessness. And at that time, Sam, frankly, the Community Foundation wasn't very involved with this topic. We started poking around, talking to a lot of the agencies, how could we help, ended up, Long story short, Jane and the Summer family, uh, Ken uh, Summer in particular, Bruce Summer's father, Sure. same question around the same time. Those two joined together to help fund a new position that was created along with funding from the city of Springfield to hire a person named Josh Sabo, who we've had on the air. Sure. I, I, I tell you that because that sparked, I, in my view, a number of dominoes to fall in a, in a good direction, not necessarily... Um, new things immediately for the agencies that help people who are unhoused, but to coordinate a better system to get kind of have uh, people with the responsibility over these issues in our community government, uh, people, people like the community foundation, United way, others to pay closer attention. Since that time, there's been a strategic plan now that's happened among agencies. And um, again, powerful organizations, uh, community organizations, the hospitals, healthcare is involved to fund what I think is a, a better plan that's been presented recently to the city council uh, called Heartland Housed. There's a new entity being formed that's being funded from the city. Or we think it is from the city. It's in the budget. There's negotiations are happening right now. The county is already committed $250,000 a year. Capital Township, $125,000 a year. And we hope the city another 250000 a year to get a group of people coordinating the other agencies who are doing that hard frontline work. It took me a while to get there, but I feel... This lady here with me sparked a lot of that activity, and it shows to me what one person and a few people can do to spark positive change in a community, to get others to look up, see what's going on, and and help. John, you tell me, three to five years ago, you had a number of agencies all kind of, not necessarily coordinating, but going a different direction, all trying to reach the same goal, but sometimes there was overlapping, sometimes there were gaps, and nobody really understood uh so we have at least got everybody on the same page and hopefully everybody under the umbrella of the Heartland Continuum of Care. Yeah, the, the Heartland Continuum of Care has existed for a long time. Uh, it's kind of a requirement to have a continuum of care everywhere in the country from HUD, uh, federal housing uh, urban development money. You have to have one. But ours didn't have a coordinator. Uh, so the funding from Jane and others got that going to help make sense of it all among the agencies because their jobs are hard. They're working with people who are very much in the worst circumstances of their life. They don't have a home frequently. And how do we get them homes? 
how do you expect them to coordinate and collaborate together at the same time when they're trying to do that tough work at their individual agencies? So this system level stuff isn't easy. It takes time and a lot of conversation, but I think it's in a better place now, certainly than it was four or five years ago. Jane Ford, what prompted you to get involved? Help me out. Uh, I had been uh, going to Heartland uh, continuum of care meetings. Uh, it started back when I was working one night bus service. Uh, that we started in 2003, and I could see that they were struggling, um, that not everybody, they, they were all rowing boats, but, you know, it, it, not coordinated to get to their goal. Um, and homelessness just seemed to be the area uh, that I saw in the city. For me, I've been involved with social concerns and stuff for years. I started back in my parish, you know, doing social concerns. Then I went community-wide with night bus service, um, affordable housing. To me, transportation, uh, daycare, and affordable housing were always the things that involved people with homelessness. And so now I'm able to work with two of the three, at least. Affordable housing is another issue. Give me a little background. You are born and raised in Springfield? Uh, no, I was actually born up in the Chicago area. My dad was a serviceman, but I've lived here off and on since 54, except for my time living in France with my dad or in Germany with my husband. Did you work outside the home? Uh, yes, I taught school at Little Flower School for 24 years. Wow, good for you. Uh, and and uh, part-time jobs, you know. Absolutely. Uh, there are a lot of Fords in Springfield. Not a lot. There's a family. Are they all related? Nope. Nobody. None of the other Fords here. Are none of the other Fords. So your husband. Oh, well, yeah, there I'm are sorry. some Fords, but uh, nieces and nephews. Really? I thought I knew some Fords from the north end of Springfield. So what would your husband do before he passed? Uh, he did Social Security Disability for the state. Tell me about the homeless pro- uh, problem. Uh, let's say the challenge in Springfield. What's it all about? And explain for me, last night I know there was discussion at the city council about, and maybe you can, I didn't hear it. I know they talked about it. What was that about? What were they debating last night? They want to put a a homeless shelter, I believe, out on Dirksen Parkway at the Juvenile Detention Center. Am I right? This This is through Helping Hands. Okay. Now, where does Helping Hands fit into the continuum of care? Are they part of it? Helping Hands is, yes, okay. one of the agencies for Helping Very good. Hands. That's yeah. one of that we brought in under the right. umbrella, And they're if you also will. the ones doing the Park Street um, housing housing development. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, they're just one of the social service agencies. How many agencies are there like that that are providing some sort of care? Oh, I, I, I can't give a number. The, there's, dozens. There's dozens of agencies that yeah. uh, touch the issue in some way. Not all of them are providing right. emergency shelter. Some are churches. Uh, um, yeah, others yeah. provide other support services, social services to people in need, for whether it be health, clothing, shelter in other ways to get them an apartment, something like that. But there are dozens of agencies that constitute the continuum of care. Yeah, and the, and the real issue, I think, for the community is we need to look at not just reacting to issues in homelessness as in plugging holes. That's why we need this coordinated system where we, it's, it's, revamping the whole system of care. And, and when I try to explain it to people, it's 99% success rate that the continuum has in 
people that they're able to get into permanent supportive housing. The problem is we don't have the housing. We know what to do and how to do it, but we don't have the housing. So there's that issue. On the other end is what we would call deflection or diversion, which is keeping people from funneling into the homeless system to begin with. I mean, if in five years we need 745 new housing opportunities or the homeless situation does nothing but continue to grow and grow and grow. Do the people say it's continued to grow at a rapid rate in Springfield? Are there more people today homeless than there were a year ago at this time? About consistent, I would say about yeah, I, consistent. I don't have that information in front of me. Yes. Would anybody, but, but, but that'd be almost impossible to get, it, right? It, because well, how would we they know? Do a, they do a point in time count every, right. every right. year. But I would say it's been pretty consistent. It, it, it has, and, and the consultants that helped develop this plan, um, their projections were, as Jane said, in the hundreds, you know, seven north of 700 if we don't mm-hmm. do something differently. The other thing, the, there's an invisible uh, side of homelessness we don't see. People who are couch surfing, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. who may, you know, gal lives with her boyfriend, they have a fight, well, they get kicked out, sleeping, you know, on a couch with their kid or something, and then where do they go if there's a domestic issue, a situation? So homelessness happens more than we see on people on the streets. It happens in different ways all around the community that are just, it's heartbreaking, especially when you, you know, have children involved, and that happens frequently. If you talk to the public school system, they see this more than any of us, kids that come to school without, without having a meal. Uh, so it is a complex, um, important issue that all of us, I think, need to focus on to some degree. But again, I think the spirit in which Jane Ford has taken this on with curiosity, asking questions and care rather than criticism is something that we should all keep in mind, whether it be policymakers or uh, an average citizen. Being inquisitive and listening is an important thing with this issue because there's a lot of good people that are working on it that need our support. Jane, do you feel more comfortable now than you did a year or two ago with how the situation is being, the challenge is being addressed? Oh, what has happened since the foundation stepped up when I put my fund there and they stepped up and helped me? Where's the best place to put my money? How do we do it? And they stepped up with this issue. And once we got Josh hired, people may not see it, in the community, but I know that there has been much progress in in three years' time. Can, can we learn anything? Do people talk? I'm sure they do to the people who are homeless. What are they looking for, or is it all over the board? You'll talk to one person, you're going to get one answer. Other people, you get other answers. Is there any consistency uh, that will work for these people? Um, addressing where they are. Okay, mental health is a big issue, uh, P- PTSD, trauma. It's trauma-informed care is what it has to be because um, if you're trying to help someone on the street, maybe you get them off the street, but they have issues in their past that they need to deal with and they, and they know that they need to go someplace for help. But getting them to that point to trust the person who's going to help. That's why the the police, that's why the homeless outreach team is so valuable because that our first responders are out there. And and the police play a, a part, a, a, I'd say another third leg in here in what housing, 
diversion and the police are there all the time helping us deal with the issue. The city has a homeless outreach officer that mm-hmm. drives in a car with a social worker. Uh, Mike Newman is the homeless outreach officer and Shannon Allen is the social worker. And they make a big difference. You know, we also have uh, uh, the mental health has that mobile crisis response system that can come out if necessary. So there are things that have made such a difference in this community. 26 past the hour a.m. Springfield. John Stristreffer and Jane Ford are with, of course, John with the Community Foundation, Jane Ford, also part of the Community Foundation, and she is involved with the Heartland Continuum of Care. We're talking about the homeless challenges that face, uh, first of all, the victims, people who are homeless. That's first and foremost uh, what we are concerned with. Jane Ford, how did you first get involved with the foundation? Where had you been involved from the get-go, or was it the place you thought you could do the most good with the donation you wanted to make? It was the place to go, and actually... uh I remember working on transportation and uh, going to the foundation early on when it was just John and a secretary, uh, and they helped me with a little bit. So, And I, I knew his parents. I knew his dad. Mm-hmm. And so um, I knew that that was the place to go. Are you pleased with the progress being made? What do you want to see done in the next year that we're not there yet? I want the community to realize that this isn't easy, but the strategic plan will take us where we need to go as a community. We're behind other communities our size or that have done some things like Rockford. We know what will work with this housing, but it's going to take everybody getting on board because it's going to take money. It's going to take money to do this, but if we don't, the resources that were, I don't want to use the word wasting, but are not well spent, as a community, we can do better. Because, it, you know, 40000 a year for someone to be homeless on the street for our community, that doesn't have to be that way. John, tell me about the strategic study. We've heard a lot about it. Give me a little mm-hmm. background on the strategic study. Who conducted that and how long ago? Uh, was it concluded? When was it submitted? Yeah, it, it's been going on for, gosh, a year and a half or okay. so now. Um, it's a group whose name is escaping me, the firm, but I think they're out of California, do this all around the country. And they went and talked to every possible group you could imagine that they need to be uh, talked to. Uh, all the agencies with the Continuum of Care, the, the leadership organizations are helping fund the plan. It's that I think I've mentioned before on your show, I think there's nine funders part- that participate in that. Wow. That alone gives me some confidence that there's a lot of people watching a lot of stake in this a lot of financial stake in it for to be successful sam this whole thing uh, this a lot of this stuff we've been engaged with uh was sparked by the next 10 this got some momentum before that truthfully but i will say jane ford was a huge supporter financially of us being able to do the next 10 all that coordination and the next 10 came out with more planning ideas than i would have imagined earlier when we embarked upon that but if you think about it, who's going to give anybody money if they don't have a plan? It just doesn't happen that way. You have to have a plan to get more resources, period. No one will ever convince me otherwise. I hear it frequently. We got all these plans. Do we? We don't is the truth on a lot of these issues. And I don't think we've ever had a comprehensive plan on homelessness like we do now. So I think we have a much better chance of resources. Well, okay, you can't throw money at stuff, but money helps. <laughs> and if, you're, if you want to build new housing, you need a lot of it. So it's a sequential thing. 
without the plan, you can't get the resources financially to do the stuff you want to do. Without the money, you can't get people housed, period. So you got to start at, at the front of this with, with some planning. Just think of a home. We're talking about homelessness. You, you can't just get some boards and start, you know, wielding a hammer. You have to have drawings. You have to have plans to build a house. Just like anything else, you have to have plans to go forward. And in this instance, it's so complex. Just with the individual stories of these people who are on the streets, they're complex. There, there's some very good reporting in SGR recently by Stephen Spirit sure. for a woman, her story. She had a lot of trauma in her life, tragic situations, and she had addiction issues. That's what they're dealing with on a daily basis with these folks. They need help. They need compassionate people to help them. But you need a comprehensive approach to it. You need city leadership, county leadership, state leadership. You need leaders to lead and help people get there. Because these people who are on the direct lines often feel like they're flailing without support. I hope this is an expression of them. There are people who care from a leadership perspective. Let's all band together and fix this. Very well put. John Sternsheffer, as always, thank you for bringing in Jane Ford. Jane Ford, thanks for what you're doing for the community, and uh, stay with it. Okay. There will be a there will be a, something at the end of this rainbow, I promise. Uh, You've got some very dedicated people involved. Thank you, thank you. I'm just humbled to be able to, to help in any way I can. Thank you for your contribution. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.